welcome in everybody to the latest episode of the Fantasy Champs podcast. I am John. I'm joined by Nate. Nate, what's going on tonight? How's it going? John, host John. I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing great, actually. I'm getting over a bit of a cold right now. Um, so pardon if you hear the sniffles or any any nose blowing or cough drop chewing in the background tonight's episode. But um, yeah, as we were talking before, it seems like it's just that time of the year when everybody's immune systems get a little compromised and people are starting to move inside more as it gets a little colder. But uh, I'm hoping to get over this soon. I think we're on the tail end of it now, but how's my dad super fun? My dad told me about my grandpa not feeling well. I think my grandpa wasn't feeling well Friday. By Saturday night, my dad called me and said that he may not be at church on Sunday because he wasn't feeling great. And then they both ended up coming. And by Monday night, I wasn't feeling great. So really, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm kind of in the middle stages, I think, of it, early middle stages. Um, but yeah, from what I hear, I'd say 80% of America has the same thing right now. Yeah. I'm, and the other 20% I, are in COVID protocol. No, honestly, yeah. <laughs> They're in the COVID IR. <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. I, we had some kind of, like, office Christmas party this weekend, and it was a bunch of people at, like, a restaurant together and stuff. And I, I, I can't imagine where else it could have maybe gotten it from. So <laughs> there was a lot of people packed together in a small place. And yep. I think it's, it's the inevitable, and it's going to happen, as it does yeah. every year, honestly, with right the holidays we've, we've got our up. christmas party on friday and i i know i know it's what's gonna yep. happen because like and most people take off you know some portion of the week leading up to christmas too so i know there are going to be that more that many more people gone the week of christmas just because everybody's like oh i'm sick yeah i don't want to work yeah <laughs> kicking <laughs> that pto but uh speaking of kicking we're gonna move oh, on man. to the news here good transition <laughs> Uh, that was not planned. That was off the rip. Um, Urban Meyer allegedly kicked Josh Lambeau, the former kicker, ironically, for the Jaguars. So I guess the story goes, Lambeau was stretching out before a game and he was stretching out his quad and Urban walks up to him and he kicks him in the quad (laughs) and he tells him that he needs to start making his kicks and then walks away. And so Lambeau said... (laughs) On a scale of one to ten of like a love tap or like, you know, like a soccer player, it was about a five. It just blows my mind. Like, can things go any worse in Jacksonville? This is just this is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to me. I, I don't know what I love Urban Meyer's hilarious for the NFL. I, I'm totally here for it. There when, hasn't been any more of a meme coach in recent NFL no. history than Urban Meyer this year. Honestly, since day one. Since day one, when he showed up and said that Trevor Lawrence wasn't the guaranteed starter at the beginning of the season, everybody was just like, okay, this guy's for jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, he's, he's just a clown. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, that was funny. I didn't, I didn't hear anything about this news until you brought until I saw it on the, the little agenda for tonight. But um, <laughs> when I first thought of it, have you ever seen the movie Kicking and Screaming? Yes, so that is, in fact, the episode (laughs) knockoff name. So the the name of this episode is Kicking and Signing. 
Uh, oh. that is where, that's where the name of this episode came from, kicking <laughs> and screaming. <laughs> he walks up to his son and just rips him one on the shin guards. Yep. <laughs> right before the game. That's, that's what I had in my mind. What, yep. uh, what Urban Meyer did to Josh Lambeau. Yep. That's we, hilarious. We, we came full circle. Um, <clears throat> you cannot so, look that up. No. So National Signing Day, uh, this was crazy. I mean, props to Dion. But um, Andre, so today was National Signing Day, uh, December 15th. Yeah. And Andre Hodge, I believe is how you pronounce his name, number one recruit in high school in this year's class, flipped from a commitment to Florida State to Jackson State. So he's the number one player in the country. He's a cornerback, and he's going to go play for Deion Sanders. Not an impact on fantasy football, but that's just – that's a, like that has to be probably the biggest move in college recruiting history, I, I would say, for somebody to TBU, flip. TBU, baby. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, next, DeAndre Hopkins uh, is anticipated to be out Sunday. Um, who's going to replace him in the starting lineup for Arizona? Who's going to see the biggest uptick in targets? If you're going to – lose a superstar wide receiver uh i mean i think arizona's offense is one of the few teams in the nfl that can handle that uh they've got a ton of depth at wide receiver i would definitely see i think we're going to get into this more but um coming off of last week's big performance aj green uh he he kind of balled out this last it was a monday night game right when they played the rams yeah monday night yeah monday night A.J. Green had a big game. Um, I, I could definitely see him stepping up. Uh, Rondell Moore, we haven't heard a ton out of him lately, but could also see him kind of uh, getting some more involvement if they decide to more split up. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins kind of lost production. I think Zach Ertz is a big touchdown uh, potential this week as, as well because of this injury. So that's a good one. How is how has he been since he's come to Arizona? He's you know somebody I, I haven't really kept tabs on. I think he's kind of been a boomer bust guy. I'll look it up really quick. Um, but I know that he has scored several touchdowns. Yes, he has four, five touchdowns so far this so, year. Go ahead. Yeah, five touchdowns this year. He's tight in 10. Um, I can't remember exactly when he came to Arizona, but um, definitely boomer bust, like you were saying. Yeah. Decent play, though. Yeah, um, for sure. <clears throat> Disappointing so, year, though, for DeAndre Hopkins, huh? Yeah, and that's something else that we're going to get into here in a minute. Um, yeah. As of – Yesterday, December 14th, there were 75 NFL players in COVID protocol. I don't know what the percentage is of, like, those that have been vaccinated, but, like, this is just crazy. Like, this is, like, just an absolute nightmare. Like, the the Chicago Bulls have nine players currently who are in COVID protocol, and an NBA roster, I think, is, like, up to 15 players, which is just insane. So, like... It's not like it's just been the NFL. Like, this is all major sports right now are getting hit with COVID. And that's just a crazy, crazy number. Um, another crazy stat, the current playoff picture in the NFL still includes 28 teams in contention. And, like, contention is a kind of a loose term. But with that seventh team 
this year in the playoffs, it it just opens the door for so many more like not good teams that you want to see in the playoffs. Like the Bears are still in contention, the Giants are still in contention, both four and nine teams. Um, right now, the stack is in this order in the AFC: Patriots, Titans, Chiefs, Ravens, Chargers, Colts, Bills. The Bills are a seven seed. That's nuts. Uh, wow. Packers, Bucks, Cardinals, Cowboys, Rams, 49ers, and the football team. That's just – the playoffs are going to be insane this year. Like, I, I feel they like are. it is up in the air on so many different levels of, like, who could be in the Super Bowl at, at the end of all of it. Yeah. And I feel like there's going to be a ton of big matchups, too, at the end of the year. Like, they've kind of – stacked up a lot of divisional games towards the end of the season for this year. Um, It may just be coincidence, but I feel like especially in the AFC West, we're going to see a lot of games coming down to the wire. I think uh, Chiefs at least have uh, a late Chargers game. Well, we have Chargers this Thursday, and then we finish it with the Broncos. So there's going to be big playoff implications for both of those teams. Um, not the Chiefs because the Chiefs are going to the playoffs. Doesn't really matter. It's just what seed are we going to be at? At what point are we going to be the one seed? Um, but um, but yeah, in the AFC especially, I mean, so many seven and six teams. It's like a WWE event. Everybody's crashing the octagon, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the belt. So what you said about the divisional games at the end of the year made me think of something that I'm pretty sure I had this conversation with my coworkers. I hope it wasn't on the podcast. Did you know, and I'm sure Leighton, may he rest in peace, um, not on the <laughs> podcast for the first time. I forgot to mention that. Um, yeah. <laughs> first episode. Wait, missed. Who's Adam, yeah. Wait, wait, who's this? This is late Tony guy. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about this and I never realized it. And then it just all of a sudden hit me as soon as they said it every year, each division. So each team in each division is set up to play another set of divisional teams. So like this year, the AFC West Mm -hmm. was matched up with the NFC East. I did not know this was a thing. I don't know. You didn't? No, I had no idea. And like, I guess I just never paid attention to it. But it blew my mind whenever they told me that. I was like, yeah, I think yeah, so I think, my entire life. <laughs> I, I was probably, I maybe only figured this out like last year or a couple years ago. But yeah, there's always one um, like out of conference division that you'll rotate between. But then where it gets confusing is like the other. AFC so like for the Chiefs example like so the other AFC like out of division opponents that they play I I think that's like other divisional leaders like if the Chiefs won the AFC West they'll play every AFC divisional winner then so wow. that's why we always play like the Ravens it seems like we always play like the Bills the last couple years or the Patriots. Yeah. But yeah. then there's a couple extras in there where I don't really, right. I don't really understand what that's all about. Yeah. And then this year too, with the extra game, they added the Packers to ours. But, um, which was so nice of them. Thank, thank you. Roger. Yeah. Appreciate it. Good timing. 
but uh, I'm really yeah. curious now. I didn't realize that the schedule was that structured. I isn't it uh, crazy? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, who who won the AFC West divisions last year? It was the Bills, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and did the Browns win? Who's wait? Who's in the AFC South? Colts. Colts. Texans. It wasn't the Colts. The Colts were pretty bad last year, right? Titans. Titans are the Titans. Yeah. And we played the Titans. Right. We did play the Titans. Well, this year. I mean, we we lost Uh this year. Yeah. 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 And then, did Cleveland win their division? I think no, 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 because there there was Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And so I gonna... think that's like one of those weird extra games that we we had on the schedule, but it's kind of wild. I was having the same like <clears throat> euphoria moment. Yeah, that's when I found this out. Also, I mean that's because really I, cool. I, I I did kind of think it was like outside of your divisional matchups, it was just all up for grabs. Yeah, I I just never really paid attention that much. I guess. <laughs> That's huh. funny. Oh, I'm, I'm really... so glad Layton's not on this episode. Oh my gosh, he'd be like just pooping on me right now. He's like, "Wait, you didn't know that? <laughs> <He would be. laughs> you didn't know that? I've known that since I was two. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't had a Twitter account that long." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so last year, the AFC divisional winners were the Chiefs, Titans, Ravens, and like the Patriots. No, the the Bills definitely won. Okay, this is... Pa- this yeah, Patriots show. didn't what make it. Why is it not refreshing? I don't know. We're going to move on. We spent too much time <laughs> talking about this. Um, okay, next up is the question of the day um, to our faithful number one supporter, Josh. Appreciate the question. Um, with the decline of some of the bigger names at running back and wide receiver this year, who do you all think is going to step up for either or both of these positions and become those big name players next year? Um, yeah, so this one's big a tough question. It is a big question, and we kind of like we kind of talked about it a little bit. I I sent a text in our group chat with the guys, with Nate and Layton, and with the chumps, so to speak. Um, and I kind of asked about one player in particular. We're gonna leave him unnamed for now. We might we might circle back to him. Um, but we have a list of some of the fallers and the risers this year and their ages mm-hmm. associated with them and I promise it's going to make your head hurt a little bit. Some of them in particular like Stefan Diggs how is he almost 29 years old next year? Like that's that's crazy when the season You could have given me over under 27 years old and I would have said the under. I thought he was like 25. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking he was probably in that like 24 to 26 range. Yeah. But like I don't know. So, our fallers that we have for next year and their ages. Dalvin Cook, 27. McCaffrey is like, okay, so he'll be 26 next year. That one's probably a little bit, like, skeptical. We'll see. That one's probably more injury concerned than anything. Alvin Kamara, 27. Aaron Jones, 28. Ezekiel Elliott, 27. That one's crazy, too. Like, I can remember him the night he got drafted. That's just nuts to think about. (laughs) <laughs> um, Devontae Adams, he'll almost be 30. DeAndre Hopkins will be 30. Diggs will almost be 29. Allen Robinson, 29. Mike Evans, 29. Keenan Allen, 30. Michael Thomas, 29. And Cooper Cup, 29. It seems I mean, like wide receiver especially just took a 
a crazy, crazy hit. Like those guys can't be that old. I, right. Especially in ages. I do think it's a little different where mileage is slightly different for wide receivers. Like I always think that at least for running backs, the kind of, uh, when you think of like, you get to the top of the hill and then it's all downhill after that. That's like 26 for me for a running back is like kind of after that. I don't know. Derrick Henry's an anomaly. Yeah. (laughs) And he's 27. Yeah. There's a calculated reason that Derrick Henry did not make that list. (laughs) Right. Um, But, and then, but I mean, 30 is old. 30 is 30 for somebody playing in the NFL. And I think we're seeing it, especially with DeAndre Hopkins, who's been hurt so much this year. I mean, he's uh, really inside top 32 wide receivers for the season, but has missed um, at least three or four games this year. Well, he's missed three, and he's going to be out the rest of the season, according to the Cardinals. Crazy. So how old? Very crazy. This one's a name that like hasn't been fancy relevant for a while. We just talked about it. How old would you guess AJ Green is? That's. Uh, I want to say that he's only like thirty-one. So he's thirty-three. Which really? Is, yeah. So that's a lot older than I thought he was too. But he hasn't. Like he's one of those guys that was phenomenal. I'm pretty sure him and Julio were drafted in the same class. I'm pretty confident yeah. they were. Yep. I think you're right. But, like, those are two guys that, like, I mean, Julio was up and down all of last year. He's been hurt this year. A.J. Green hasn't been fantasy relevant for, like, three years. So, like, if you start doing, like, doing the math, like, those are, like, elite-level guys that dropped off, like, about when they turned to 30. So, like, mm-hmm. some of those guys that we just listed, like, I kind of talked about Keenan Allen, like, for example. Like, I don't think he's going to be very good next year. I think Michael Thomas is going to fall off next year because, like, it's already hit Michael Thomas. Like, we haven't seen him be an elite talent for two fantasy seasons already. So, like, Cooper Cup, I mean, he broke out this year. Who knows what happens with him next year. But it's just – it is truly wild to see just the the amount of, like, the big, like, first and second and third round picks that – are going to be such a question mark next year. Because, like, they're still going to be around that ADP, I think. Like, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook's still going to be a first-round pick. McCaffrey's still going to be a first-round pick. Kamara's still going to be a first-round pick. Aaron Jones will be borderline. Zeke will be borderline. Devontae Adams, I think, will finally make that fall to where he's going to be, like, towards the turn of the second and third round, I think. But that also has a lot to do with, like, who his quarterback will be, what team will be playing for next year, and so on. So, like, there's a lot of factors that go into all of these things, but, like, it's just – it is crazy how old these guys have gotten. It, it really is. It's kind of – I mean, Leighton and I were talking about it last week, I think, but, like, these guys have been pillars of the NFL for, like, the last four or five yeah. years. I mean, you've yeah. seen them in the first, second rounds forever, um, I mean, consistently – Dalvin Cook and Kamara, Zeke, Devontae Adams. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like he's been in the NFL since I started playing fantasy. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, all those guys. Keenan Allen. Um, I don't know. I mean, Mac Jones grew up from that commercial of fuel to play 60 and yep. took Cam Newton's starting spot. Like, yep. it actually happened. So, I mean, that's – So, 
for the risers, we've got Jonathan Taylor, 23, Najee Harris, 24, Clyde Edward Delaire. That one, this one might be an outlier. <laughs> 23. Uh, Joe Mixon, 26. So he'll probably be in that like peak year next year. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, 26. Probably the same scenario, depending on what Freeman Hunt's doing. Um, Antonio Gibson, 24. Javante Williams, 22. Michael Carter, 23. A.J. Dillon, 24. Jalen Waddle, 24. Jamar Chase, 22. Devonta Smith. I almost said Freeman. Yikes. 23. <laughs> Debo Samuel, 26. Um, so, again, this is the age that these guys will be at the start of next year. So, at the start mm-hmm. of next season, this is what all of their ages will be. And it's amazing, like, how young some of these guys are. Like, Jonathan Taylor and how dominant he's been and he's only he's only 22 right now like that's nuts that is just it's it's amazing how good he's been at the end of the stretch this year yep no i it is um yeah i think the clyde one's funny but i think you have to include him on that list just so much potential being in the chiefs offense but um definitely i mean with the type of season debo's had he's going to be 26 next year I think we are now entering the peak of his career. I think he could slip into a first round pick. I think he, wow. you could see him. Honestly, I mean, with how he's been utilized, at least, um, if he stays in San Francisco, which he will, um, I imagine he's still on his rookie deal. Is he? It on might his rookie be deal? expired. No, I, I think Leighton probably would have outlined him. As a contract yeah. year guy, because we know he loves yeah. to do that. Um, I'm looking at his contract right now. I feel like he's got to have one year left. But Debo, with the 49ers, it, it just kind of seems like next guy up for their, their backfield. And the offense kind of runs through Debo. And I think wow. with, if they do develop uh, – uh, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Who's their quarterback, rookie quarterback? Trey Lance. Holy cow. I kind of forgot he was on their team for a little bit. I was right? panicked he was... spewed out Nathan Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> I totally uh, forgot Trey Lance was honestly on the 49ers. I kind of did too. Also, this is – maybe we should mention this guy. Did you realize that Elijah was a rookie? Elijah Mitchell's a rookie this year? Yes. No, I do as not long know as, that. As long as the source that I saw was accurate, I will double-check just to make sure. Um, but, yeah, I think Elijah Mitchell is a rookie. Uh, even if he's not, even if he's like a first- or, or a second-year guy, I thought he was somebody that's been in the NFL for a while. Elijah he's Mitchell like a was a sixth-round pick. What? Yes, he is a rookie. That's insane. you got to include him then. I mean, with, with Mostert. We, he was an honorable mention. Raheem Mostert yeah, turning yeah, we, 30 We had him, and then we pulled it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> kind, of, kind of irrelevant, but yeah. He's just, but no, he's, I'm, he's Oh, Elijah Mitchell will definitely be up there next year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think you, he's, you can see him in the, in the like Damian Harris range from this year. Who do, you, do you draft? Oh, no. Who do you draft first, Javante or Elijah Mitchell? Ooh, uh, Javante. You gotta Michael Carter or Elijah Mitchell. Probably Elijah Mitchell, depending I, on I, who they add. I think Michael Carter is probably more solidified to get a lot of work, but like 
I don't know. Elijah Mitchell's pretty good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the 49ers do with their back. Yeah, because we know that they like to have lots of running backs. But would would you take Elijah Mitchell ahead of David Montgomery next year? Uh, let me – honestly, I don't know what Montgomery's done because I haven't, like, tried to He's had for him. He's had a really underwhelming season. He's also – he was also hurt for, like, the whole middle part of it. I think he got hurt like week so five. Dave, David Montgomery or Elijah Mitchell first? Um, dep- I think right now, like if we're considering that Mitchell is going to be the lead guy, I'm taking Mitchell. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. Dang. David Montgomery caught eight passes in week 13. He did? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Eight passes in week 13 and six passes last week. I honestly, I love David Montgomery. He could be He's a guy I've never owned, but I've always kind of had a crush on him, like a little fantasy crush. Well, hey, maybe you're uh, like, maybe I'm a future holder. Maybe your third round pick next year will take David Montgomery. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I was actually, this, this wasn't on the agenda. How do you feel about that trade so far? I, I am very mad. <laughs> yeah, with how I, it turned out. I mean, it was like an amazing deal, and it like, was. It really was. And I, I did not want to give much up for my future because I knew it was going to be so hard to win this year with Neff and Chase's teams. Right, but I mean, okay. What was the terms of it? I got Jamar Chase. You got Najee Harris, and, Najee. and did you get somebody I, else? I thought I did. I feel like you some some little piece. I think yeah. And then I mean, I got like nothing. I think I I don't even remember now at this point. But yeah, I did not get much in return. You didn't get any anything in the in return for players. What pick did yeah. I give you again? Third. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it. my team was a legitimate contender after that, I thought. Yeah. But I was very concerned about Jamar Chase and his touchdown dependency, and he had been consistent all year. And then I don't know if – I don't think I got a touchdown from him. I, I, I got a lot of really bad games. It was from that week on that he – did not perform the way that he should have. Yeah, but, uh, it was it was too bad. I mean, if I would have won last week, I probably would have gotten bopped this week. Yeah. So. Yeah, I it may have turned you off from pick trading in the future is all that it, it may have done. Because, like, obviously this year it didn't work out. But, like, especially, like, or anything over, like, a fourth-round pick, maybe. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know. It was I, – I was excited by it when it happened. Yeah. I was yeah. excited by it going into the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. I really thought I might have had a chance against Neff. Neff's team it, is just built different. And, like, the crazy thing is is that Jonathan Taylor has been the difference for him, and that was, mm-hmm. like, the guy he decided to bring in because nobody mm-hmm. else was left. Like, because he got the Jonathan Taylor trade after you got Najee and Jamar. Yep, which is just nuts. But anyway, um, 
we are going to go all the way through this episode. No break. We're just gonna we're just gonna keep grinding. Um, so for speaking of the playoffs, we're gonna outline some guys who um, maybe a little bit under the radar. Maybe they're not in starting lineups this week. Maybe they're even free agents out there that you could go pick up off the waiver wire and throw into your starting lineup. So um, first one I'm gonna mention is Amon Ray St. Brown. So in the past two weeks, he's had 12 targets or more each week, and he has delivered some pretty impressive fantasy performances. Um, I went and picked him up. I'm not in the playoffs. I'm in the loser's side of the playoff um, in my two big money leagues, which sucks. But nevertheless, I went and picked him up. The past two weeks, he's had 24.8 points uh, with a touchdown in week 13 and 15.3 points. Um, last week against Denver on the road. Um, this week they play at home against Arizona. They're going to be losing. They're going to be slinging the ball. And I think it could be another impressive performance for St. Brown. We've kind of been waiting for him to break out all year. We've seen some glimpses. I think this may finally be the push that he makes. And I think he would be a great streaming option. Like, let's say if you had Odell go down with injury or DeAndre Hopkins, this is a good replacement for either one of those guys. Yep. Funny, funny story about him on Um We had somebody in my work league who came up to my desk last week, last week, and he like set his phone down in front of me. His team is pretty rough, but he's still on like the borderline of making the playoffs. And he had it was a Monra or oh my gosh, it was it was another receiver for or no, it was a running back. It was the third string running back for the Detroit Lions. I cannot oh, remember his name. His name is like wild. Uh, I don't know. And he was asking me who to play. I said Amon Ra. He played the other dude, and the other dude I think ended up getting benched and had like finished with like point three points. Wow, pretty brutal. Yeah, felt bad for him, but um, yeah, I definitely like Amon Ra this week. Um, T.J. Hawkinson's still questionable. Um, he did not play and he last hasn't. week. Hasn't been great for a while, honestly. It really hasn't. He's been just been disappointment. He's just been meh. Yeah. But um. But yeah. Um. For week fifteen, somebody that I like is Brandon Ayuk. Um. He was somebody that I drafted in many leagues, and I really didn't have the opportunity to see much from him. Um. But he has been a late bloomer, for sure. Um. In the last four weeks, he's gone. For 21 points, 12 points, 8 points, and 19 points, um, and two touchdowns over those four games. Uh, and then last week against Cincinnati, 11 targets, 62 yards, touchdown, um, and he had the overtime touchdown as well. Um, I, I really like Brandon Ayuk this week. Only wide receiver 44 on the season, but I think he will definitely have a strong finish. Um, I wish I, pretty, I wish I could have gotten this a little bit sooner. <laughs> pretty impressive for how bad he was when he. I also drafted him in uh, the other league that we're not in together. Uh, that's one of my mm-hmm. money leagues, and it was it was rough. And the worst part about it is I ended up dropping him um, after week seven, and from week eight on, he's only had two single digit games. So yeah, it feels feels. 
It was so um, weird too at the beginning of the year. It was just like drama. It was just like Kyle Shanahan drama. Yeah. Still, I still don't really understand what that. Didn't he say he was like being like wasn't being a leader? Or was yeah. Like being disrespectful or something like that. And it was like it, what? It, yeah, I mean, there's no you cannot deny that he's definitely the second best wide receiver on that team. Yeah, uh, I I can't remember who their third stringer is. Something like Bourne? Is it Kendrick Bourne? No, so he's no, the, he's, he's on he's on the New Patriots. England now. Yeah, uh, do they Sherfield? Do they have Sherfield? Is that his name? Ooh, I don't know. You're Something testing my knowledge. Sure. I I thought they might have had uh, Marquise Goodwin. Maybe did Trent he end up there? Sherfield. Marquise Goodwin, Goodwin might play there. I think he used to play there. I think Goodwin plays. For Marquise the Goodwin pay, plays on the Bears. Yep. Yeah. Dude, Marquise Goodwin's thirty-one years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I don't know. It was kind of annoying. I definitely like Brandon Ayuk for this week. If you're really needing the high, high risk, high reward play, I think he could definitely go off for you. I- I think he's a solid start. I think like he's a great mm-hmm. flex play, honestly. Yeah. Um, AJ Green, we talked about him a little bit earlier in the episode. Uh, another wide receiver that I really, really like this week. Um, good chance of getting in the end zone. Good chance of getting a large share of the of the targets in Arizona this week. Um, not a ton to say about him outside of that. I, I just think that he's definitely a good play if you're getting desperate and looking for a waiver wire ad out there. Um, I also like Sony Michelle a lot, uh, running back option. If you're looking thin at that position, we've had some injuries. Michael Carter is one of them. Um, Miles Sanders has been in and out. Um, so with Sony Michelle, if I can get to his page real quick. Um, last week he had 20 rushing attempts for only 79 yards. Wasn't a great performance. Only had one, one target the week before uh, against Jacksonville. Four targets, three receptions for eight yards, 24 rushes for 121 yards and a touchdown. <clears throat> Against Seattle, they, um, I believe they give up the second highest average fantasy production performance in the NFL this year for running backs. So they give up a lot of fantasy points to the running back, running back position. And if Daryl Henderson is not playing, I think Sonny Michelle is definitely a good add and start if you're looking for somebody to fill out the rest of your starting lineup. A hundred percent. Yep. Um, my last guy for this week, this is kind of a bold one, but I'm going to say Devonte Smith. Um, bold and the fact that over his last two games, he has gone for four points and three and a half points. Not good, but um, they're going up against Washington. Washington is ranked 31st against wide receivers on the year. And they're a top 10 defense against the run. Um, so we've definitely seen uh, Philly trying to establish the run game. I think they'll try to, but um, may not find any success in doing so. May have to air it out a little bit more. I think Devontae Smith is due for a big game. Um, I like him in this play. He may even be on some of your waiver wires, honestly. It's a big matchup, too. I mean, this game has like, yeah, huge, huge playoff, implications. playoff implications. Yeah. So, I don't know. The line the line on that one's crazy. I can't believe that the Eagles are favored by seven points. Um, yeah. That one's just nuts. And neither one of us took it. But 
segue into our yep. lock of the week uh, to review last week. Nate Vikings minus three. That one hit. Leighton yep. yep. Cardinals minus two and a half over the Rams. That one did not hit. And then me. I took the Chiefs minus nine and a half versus the Raiders, and uh, that one hit in the first quarter. <laughs> so uh, and yeah. it never got any closer. <laughs> it never got any closer. That was such a good game. Oh my that God. was honestly so fun. Yeah. As and I was just, saying, I, I we had our uh, office Christmas party on Saturday night. I basically had time to roll out of bed on Sunday and grab my laptop and turn on the game. And then Mike Hughes had already stripped or ran in the touchdown off the fumble. We were already up seven. It didn't even I didn't, hadn't even gotten an alert on my phone that we kicked off, kicked off yet. So that was amazing. That yeah. was a great game. We needed one of those. It was like an all around great performance. I, somebody had a quote that said, "Like, you know, we're just a dominant team in all three phases of the game. Like, special teams has been good this year. Like, we've had yeah. defensive touchdowns and." The offense is finally clicking, so it's looking rough. I don't know. Some people will say it's looking rough. The defense definitely isn't looking good heading into this Thursday night game against the Chargers just because of the COVID players that we have out. But I still like right. We We both right. agree on that. I, I still think that we're just such a better team than the Chargers. Like, like you said, I mean, the all three phases part, I think, has been um... – has definitely been true, at least over like the last – are we on a five-game win streak or six? We're nine and four, right? I think we were three and four at one point. We were. So, yeah, we're a, on a six-game win streak. Yeah. But, I mean, we never, honestly, since then – We never got down to two and four, did we? No, I don't think so. It was either we got down to three and four or we were like four and three, then went to four and four. Then have won five straight. Honestly, can't remember. Yeah, I can't either. But um, yeah, definitely. I think since our last loss, at least, you've seen the defense show out. Offense has been a little skittish at times, but I, if all three phases are going and firing, um, there's nobody that can beat us. Yeah, yeah. Tampa Bay can beat us. I don't think yeah. the Packers can beat us. No. I, I think it's it's different. Yeah, I, different I think that there, are, there are offenses that are dynamic enough that they can <laughs> run with our offense, but with our defense playing the way that it has been, there's nobody that can beat us. And I don't even think it's close either. Like, Tampa Bay, they're a different animal in the playoffs. I get it. But I don't think that they can – I think they would be the best equipped to do it, and I don't think they can. The Cardinals' defense has been good, and the Packers' mm-hmm. defense has been all right. And, like – the Cowboys have playmakers, but like we talk about the Cowboys, like I think we both kind of agree that like they're just not quite I'm, there yet. I'm not going to call them a fraud, or I'm just not buying it yet. They've been streaky. Like at first they streaky, came out, yeah, and like they almost beat Tampa in that first game of the season because mm-hmm. that was that which was is open. honestly impressive. I I, I thought it was going to be same old Cowboys. Yep, I did too. They. They, they should have won that game, honestly. And Zeke Zeke had a rough performance. He did not play well. I mean, they have a great run defense. But anyway, mm-hmm. this week, locks of the week. Lock it up. Lock it up. Uh, but interesting segue. I'll, I'll get this one. Leighton sent me a text. He said his lock of the week is Chiefs minus three. I think I – John, 
I think we kind of backed him into that corner on a, in our group text today. Leighton, Leighton Schefter sent us a tweet um, with, I think it was all of the COVID updates for the Chiefs oh, with Legereus Sneed out and Chris Jones out. Leighton was absolutely tweaking he was as dogging. he does. He was dogging. He, he said that this is going to be a, a blowout game, that we're screwed. I actually want to get his quote out of this group text. What did he say? Um. Oh my gosh! Where is that this? Is, he said, our, uh, "Go for it." Okay, I can't. I can't repeat what he said. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he said it wasn't going to be pretty. Um, this game with everybody hurt, yeah, and on COVID. But now he's taking the Chiefs minus three versus the Chargers on Thursday night. Um. So yeah, I like that. I like the pick a lot, honestly. Yeah. To, uh, huge to paraphrase, game, huge game. Leighton said, this might be a dookie show. Yep, and yep. Nate, within the minute, backed it up and said, y'all worry too much. So <laughs> don't ever question your loyalty. It's, it's next man up, dude. It's football. You just you plug and play. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not players. It's the team. Spags, I mean, the Chiefs Spags are a better team than the Chargers. Yep. Man with the plan. It will be fine. I've never doubted him for one second. <laughs> nope, never. Not even at the beginning <laughs> of the year when we were getting shredded. <laughs> I've never said not, one not thing about Spags. <laughs> didn't call for his job or anything. No, Crazy. That wouldn't be uh, No. I, I, I'm much too sane for that. <laughs> I'm much too reasonable. Yeah. Because our defense has just been so good over the past yeah. few years. It's just Honestly, been amazing. They've, consistent. They've been st- Solid as a rock. <laughs> uh, I like the Packers at the Ravens. The Ravens are five-and-a-half-point dogs. I think that's way too much. The Packers are good, but, man, the Ravens at home, fighting for a better playoff spot, keeping their hopes alive for a first-round bye. I think it's yeah. going to be a close one. And so, like, that's that's my entire reasoning. I mean, I'd feel much better if it was – a different number five is kind of a wonky one but i still like it i think that's way too many points i think it's a field goal game one way or the other i think why i like that pick for this week is that the ravens have been playing bad (laughs) for like the last five weeks like i mean they've had a lot of really ugly wins and then the last two weeks they've kind of gotten their their crap kicked against the steelers and the browns like games they shouldn't have lost but they did and I think yep. now it'll be kind of a wake-up call. Yeah. And, I mean, hopefully Lamar's ready to go. Yeah. He was, he was hurt last week, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he did not finish the game. I don't think. I, th- yeah. I think uh, is it Brett Brett Hundley? Is that his name? Yeah, Hundley. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely yeah, gut check time. I I like the Ravens a lot for this one. Them getting five and a half points is insane. Are they at Too home? Much. They are at home. That's way too much. Yeah. Um, that'll be a battle, though. Um, but for this week, I am going to go with the Steelers plus two versus the Titans. Steelers are at home. Um, when I was looking at this, uh, I kind of forgot the Titans were nine and four this year. I just feel like a lot has happened to them in the way of yeah. just lost players. I think Julio's back off IR. I don't Julio. think AJ Brown is yet. No, AJ Brown is not. Julio is though. And then maybe I guess Derrick Henry could come back. They're not ruling it out yet. 
not for this week, though. Oh, no, 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 not for this week. I think, like, he may be able to return before um, postseason. Right, right, right. Um, But I I really don't like either of these teams that much. (coughs) But I think I like the Steelers more um, in this scenario. I can see the defense winning this game for sure. Yeah, I think it's it could be like a, a seventeen to fourteen game. Yeah, gross. It could even gross. be worse than that, honestly. With these two offenses, it could a thirteen it could be pretty a thirteen rough. to seven game. Oh, maybe I'll just take the under. Yeah. yeah, honestly, that's a great under game. I think <laughs> maybe if it's cold, yeah. cold in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. get some rain or something. Oh, be great. All right. Well. That is all we've is that got. That's gonna do it. That is gonna wrap it up. Uh, episode thirty-three, kicking and signing. That's it. Um, follow us on Instagram, fantasy underscore chumps, and we will catch you guys sometime next week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.